Yes. Could you introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Brad Baldia. Uh, I'm the National Executive Director of the Federation of Philippine American Chambers of Commerce, uh, but also I'm the uh, Filipino Americans for Biden uh, Re Eastern Region Co-Chair. For uh, other listeners around the globe that um, don't understand that, can you give more brief description or detail? Sure. So uh, Filipino Americans for Biden is a grassroots organization uh, of, of uh, Filip Filipino U.S. citizens. They're supporting Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for president and vice president. So, you know, we are very passionate about, uh, you know, uh, supporting uh, their campaign. And, uh, you know, we're in... We're uh, based in three different regions, so West Coast, Midwest, and Eastern region, which I co-chair. Great, great. And so how do you, um, how do you guys all communicate together uh, to make sure uh, it's a flawless, um, when, a flawless um, meeting when you guys are uh, interacting mm -hmm. with one another? Yeah, no, so we've got a, a big group of volunteers, and so that's, you know, from different states, and we're really focused on key battleground states like Pennsylvania, Virginia, Michigan, Arizona, Nevada, right, uh, North Carolina, and, you know, we need to be safe. These, these days, because of COVID-19, everything is virtual, so we communicate through Zoom calls, you know, phone, and so on. Yeah, especially uh, the other day, I uh, had the opportunity of uh, being and seeing how, how things are done. And it was very um, efficient and also very organized. How difficult was that, uh, organizing that? I, I mean, yeah, there's definitely a lot of time, you know, hundreds, hundreds of time, hours that go into, you know, the outreach, planning and getting the speakers, uh, you know, the, the marketing side of it. Uh, so we're very fortunate that we have a lot of really, uh, you know, amazing volunteers that, that are experts in different areas. Um, you know, again, it's, it's, there, there's, it's no full-time paid staff. We do it because we're passionate about, you know, taking back our country, about, you know, and about electing Biden. Right. And um, how, how important is that uh, for your message to for the younger audience? Sure. So, you know, this is definitely what we're doing is 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 very multi-general focused. And we've done a lot of things really to engage young voters as well. And I think for for you know, millennials or, or youth, it, we are trying to talk to them in terms of issues that are there that they care about. So whether it's Black Lives Matters, whether it's the environment, or it's jobs, or it's healthcare, or student loans, um, you know, just get, you know, I, I know hundreds of, uh, like, businesses, Filipino businesses that I've worked with, and, you know, the, from the restaurants that employ kids to the small mom and pop shops, I mean, it, it's definitely difficult for them, but, you know, I think Black Lives, just just the racial tensions in this country and the anti-Asian violence that affects, you know, particularly against Asian Americans. Um, it's definitely something that is, is problematic in that, 
would it not have happened under a different president, unfortunately? You know, we've got, we've got, this is the worst recession, one of the worst recessions in U.S. history. There's over 16 mil, million people that are unemployed. We have the, you know, a health, health crisis that could have been avoided. Over 170,000 170, people dead. And, and, you know, and that's, that never should have happened. And in your opinion, how would um, pres- um, candidate Biden would uh, approach it and to have the correct solution? Sure. So one, one thing is that, you know, at the very least, you need a leader that, that has empathy, that believes in racial equality, uh, that, that isn't just care, concerned about his own ego and about monetizing the White House, right? This is about not upholding the rule of law and the Constitution, and it's providing opportunities for all people, not just yourself and your cronies. So what we're seeing, you know, you, you watch the news and it's who, who in his personal circle isn't getting indicted for, you know, for, for embezzling or some sort of crime. And you have to think to yourself, this is the White House. This is where, you know, do you really want that kind of leader? So we want to, we want to bring back the soul of our country. We want to be able to say that we believe in, you know, that this is something that where anyone that we don't have to be afraid of going out there, like that there isn't going to be police brutality that we can actually have a, you know, that we can be, feel safe going into a restaurant or, or, you know, or just, you know, being outside. And, you know, it, it's just surreal how bad things have gotten. Absolutely. Um, now, what, um, if, um, if president, if it's, it's the elected president, uh, mm-hmm. Biden does come to an office, Mm-hmm. What plans does he have in the beginning to, to sure yeah there, I mean there's a lot of you can actually go to his website JoeBiden.com to see his platform and things because there's so many I'm actually on two policy committee one is small business procurement and the other is international trade just because of the work that I do normally and I mean there's you know from day one he because he's been vice president because he had been such a you know worked with uh you know pre- former president past president uh uh obama uh, barack obama he he can he'll be able to you know start working day one and i think uh you know the things that he has in terms of uh you know well he has to undo a lot of the damage unfortunately that that President Trump has done. He's, he's, he's harmed the environment. He's, you know, there's, you know, we need to be able to, first, major things that we need to do is address the health crisis, right? That means more testing, more mass, requiring mass. It means being able to, you know, believe in science and, and, our, and our health professionals instead of trying to give them, you know, like having them, uh, you know, do use things that are untested. Um, you know, it's about bringing back our economy and job creation, uh, you know, and then also in restoring, you know, we're, we've lost, the, the world is, it really looks at us 
and laughs at us because of a lot of the, the, the you know, decisions that President Trump has done. And we need to restore our reputation now. So I think, you know, I think it's a matter of, of now set, coming back and, and setting an example and, and having someone that people trust that has a long history of, of you know, being and, and relationships that he's, he's had in not just being working with the Democrats, but working with Republicans and independents and, and being, you know, a person that people can approach, right? This isn't about partisanship. This is about being Americans and bringing America to back to where it was. And that's why you see a lot of Republicans that are saying, this is not my president. This is not even Republican. And it's because they see how far, how far wrong they've gone. This, this president is, is, you know, he's corrupt. He's incompetent. And, and it's, you know, I, I, I couldn't take four years. That was horrible. But I mean, like the past six months where it's, you've had COVID rioting, police brutality, enough is enough. It's unbearable. I can't, I can't take any more and another moment of it. So I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that for me personally, it's about, I'm, I'm leading the East coast, but Pennsylvania, we're winning back Pennsylvania. We're winning back the, the battleground States and we're going to kick him out of the white house. Okay. So you're, you're pretty confident as what you're seeing so far that, um, Nothing's nothing. Nothing is a sure thing. Politics, you know, everything. Is still, you've still got what sixty six days, three yeah. about uh, about three months, and and you know a little over two months. And the thing is, uh, a lot can happen. But we, you know, I, his the president's polling is is in the in the toilet, rightfully so. He's you know because of his failed leadership. Uh, you know, so many bad decisions that he's made. And it's going to be very, very difficult for him to, to come back. Okay. Well, what, what about the nayers? What do you, what would you, what would you say about that? That, that they're confident that president Trump will be reelected. Sure. Well, I mean, everyone, politics is such a, a touchy subject and everyone is definitely entitled to their own views. And some people you won't be able to change. They're going to justify his behavior regardless. And, you know, I, and they're entitled to it. Um, for those that you want to be open and, and just look at the issues and, and what, you know, what, what uh, you know, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris represent. They represent change. They re- represent normalcy. They represent integrity and bring that back to the White House. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's about trying, you, you've got Colin Powell, you've got a lot of, You've got President uh, uh, George W. Bush, uh, former President Bush. You've got a lot of people that are saying they're not going to vote for him. They're going to vote for Biden. So that's all I can say. That if you, if for them, you could look at video YouTube videos. There's uh, Republicans voting against Trump, or VAT, and then also the Lincoln Project, and they speak from the. It's all Republicans saying. We're 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 not, not going to vote for him. Okay. Um. On a lighter note, um, <laughs> how how, how yes. do you uh, how complicated was bringing in Cal Cal Penn 
to that um to that Zoom oh, meeting with you guys. Well, Cal Penn and then Kevin Kwan, right? And then you've had well, it, you know, I've I've worked a lot with the White House in the past with the Obama administration, and mm-hmm. then uh, I'll date myself too. I was an intern with the White House under uh, former President Clinton. Uh, my older brother Christian worked in the White House uh, in presidential personnel. So the thing is, especially with uh, you know, with the Democratic Party, there's a lot of celebrities that want to support and do something and give back. So they 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 support at these large events and they'll campaign. So you know, Cal Penn used to be. I know him because you know he's on TV, but I also worked with him when he worked was was a staffer at the White House. So wow. he was so passionate. He's a very smart guy. And he had actually taken off maybe a year or two in between his um, Harold and Kumar uh, movies to actually work at the White House. So he was in the office of public liaison and worked with the Asian community. And um, so, you know, he was fantastic, um, you know. But you've got you've got Michelle Kwan, you've got a lot of different people, you know, uh, celebrities and people that, uh, you know, there was a fundraiser before with Tia Carrera, um, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, right? And so, you know, the thing is, they, it, it's for them, it's about supporting a person that they believe in, that has integrity, and um, you know, and especially with you know. The vice president as well, Kamala Harris, she's South Asian, Jamaican. I mean, it's just, you know, it, it really, it's, it's a great, it's, they'll make a great pair. Very intelligent. She's an attorney. I mean, it, you need to have competency. For all, you know, the top job, one of the top, top leader, in, leader in the world you have to have higher standards. And unfortunately, I think we, we kind of, we, we, miss, we, we, we went way too low. And this is, you know, in some ways, I think we deserve getting this. We elected him. So now we're suffering for what we did. Well, um, speaking of Kamala Harris, um, what are you, what's your thoughts on that? Those people that, that say the nayers about, about her, uh, you know, especially, uh, during his her past. Oh, what about her past? Um, there's some speculation that she's a little bit tougher. Uh, well, she's she, an attorney general. She's tough as nails, right? And and, and uh, there was, I mean, I, some... I, I mean, I, I don't question her integrity. I don't. Absolutely. You think about the issues that she fought for, right? The the you know she's she. You know, she she uh, graduated from Howard University. Um, she, you know, she she wasn't like from a wealthy family. She was from humble beginnings, and you know, but but you know, you can see in her career, she would have been. She was, I th- I'd say, out of out of the other candidates that were running for president. She was she was my my second choice or third choice, like at top five absolutely because she had the qualifications right she has intelligence absolutely, absolutely. so biden is what he's 78 Seven. you need some yeah some 70 Seven. so the thing is 
you need someone so she's younger. So, you know, God forbid something happens, you need someone that could do the job just in case. Okay. Absolutely. In my mind, she, she would she would do extremely well. What about the objection that Tulsi had uh, towards her during the, the debate? I, I don't remember. Can you can you tell me what was the? Um, I guess the, uh, during the debate they had question. Uh, Tulsi had uh, Hawaiian Tulsi Gabar Gabar. Uh -huh. Yeah, and um, I believe she questioned uh, the the candidate uh, for the VP. Uh huh. Um, you know, she had that question about right in front. What do you feel about that question that sh she had? I I mean I didn't catch all I didn't catch that debate so I okay. I apologize I I don't oh, want to no no, no I don't want to speak out of turn absolutely now yeah. let's let's talk about your um your organization I know you're mm -hmm. if, if if you could dive into those organization for us I know you're like a from my understanding a Philippine American Chamber of Commerce in Philadelphia mm -hmm. and there's other ones too as well yeah so the the Philadelphia Chamber Greater Philadelphia Chamber is part of it's you know we're We've got around 26 chambers, also in Mexico, Australia, and we're looking to expand to Canada and others, other countries that have high Filipino populations. The, the, the whole reason is to really, uh, you know, empower the Filipino community economically and represent, you know, we've got 4.1 million Filipinos in the U.S., right? We represent the business community. And so we want to be able to have more opportunities and contracts for Filipino businesses so they can support their families. Uh, we also want to promote international trade. And so we work closely with the consulate, with the embassy, and, and you know, a lot of our, you know, our, our chamber leaders uh, travel back and forth. So, uh, you know, it's, I, it's a great organization Next year, we're celebrating our 25th anniversary. Um, so, you know, we have, yeah, it's a, it's a, we have, we alternate our conferences between the U.S. and the Philippines. And unfortunately, next year, we'll probably have to move it six months ahead because of COVID. So it's supposed to be in Seattle. And then we alternate between that and uh, a conference in the U.S. and then a trade mission conference in the Philippines. That's amazing. That's definitely uh, having a relationship, building a relationship in the community. Um, yeah. Uh -huh. What about the Asian Division Friend Society? Could you speak up on oh, that? Sure. Well, that I, so that's just with the the Library of Congress. So there's a it's it's a board that I was on. I have to update my Facebook. It's a little little dated. Um, so uh, I'm on a lot of different boards and commissions, mm -hmm. and I mean, the, the Library of Congress, if you've ever been there, is just, uh, you know, awe-inspiring. It's, you know, it's if you see it in movies and things like that. But if you take a, if you go in the main main entrance and you take a right, the that wing is the Asian division. And so it's a lot of things that are in language, uh, the, you know, so Philippines, Chinese, any, any country or whatever, newspapers and periodicals and things like that. Um, so I was on that board. Uh, you know, for, oh gosh, that was heavily vetted for that. Um, but I'm on, for example, I'm, I'm doing my second term on uh, a Delaware advisory Commi committee for the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights. I've been on a Department of Justice 
uh, Arab Muslim Sikh Asian uh, Work Task Force and and also a multicultural advisory committee with the FBI. Um, so I've, I've and also with the Philadelphia Police. So I've you know I think a lot of it is as a community leader and a business leader, I'm able to be a bridge with whether it's federal officials, government agencies, uh, you know, to, so that we have a, a seat at the table and, and that we can, you know, make sure that we, we have uh, foster uh, strong relationships. Absolutely. That's very important. Um, what about the board? You are a board member and executive committee at PHL Diversity. Sure. So uh, the city of Philadelphia, Philadelphia is the fifth largest city in the country. And uh, we have a, it's that that committee is out of the uh, Philadelphia Convention and Visitors Bureau. And so a lot of that PHL diversity is like they have uh, it's it's it, its focus is diversity and inclusion. And so it's a huge board around 60 people, different representing the hospitality industry. So that's hotels, museums, um, even nonprofits and so on. Uh, but, a lot, but it's really about bringing in large meetings and events uh, into the city of Philadelphia. And so I, I, I've done a lot of, I plan a lot of large events uh, like Taste of the Philippines, uh, like the Philadelphia Asian American Film Festival that will bring them into the city and, you know, they'll, Maybe get a hotel room, stay the weekend or stay the week and, you know, and then, you know, they, they tour the city. And so it's, I think it's, it's great that that model, PHL Diversity, which used to be called Multicultural Affairs Congress. So it's been around over 30 years and it's been a model for other cities in terms of how you promote uh, uh, like tourism. Okay. Well, um, there's other ones here too. The Knights Commander, the Knights of Rizal. Uh, have you heard of the Knights of Rizal before? Uh, no, I've never. Okay, yeah. So it's it's a global organization. There's over twenty five thousand members, and many Philippine presidents, uh, ambassadors, consuls, uh, and prominent Filipino are are a part of that. It's kind of it's it's actually recognized. We're the Knights of Rizal. We're actually recognized by the Philippine government as knights, which is really, you know, not that we have kings or anything like that, but, you know, Jose Rizal, who is our, 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 our uh, national hero, it, it's about, I, I, I love it because it's, for me, it's about leadership development and, and, and it's very cultural, right? It's about supporting our, our values and ethnic pride as Filipinos. And uh, it's a great way that I give back to the community and also, you know, tell people that I'm Filipino. And so I'm a knight commander. There's different levels as a uh, knight of resolve, but I, I'm a commander of the Delaware chapter. Amazing. Um, and then the other one here, you have a, um, a government of affairs, a federation, Philippine-American Chamber of Commerce too as well. That was the past. Oh, yeah, that was just, so I do, I work a lot, a lot of my background is, it's, it could be fundraising or nonprofit, nonprofit management, um, but I've done a lot around government affairs, and so I was the VP previous to being executive director for the, the chamber, um, and I worked a lot with, like, say, the White House, with uh, Filipino, like, government officials, uh, you know, if we need to advocate different policies that support 
you know, tr- international trade with the Philippines, uh, those types of things. Okay. National Association of Asian American Professional. Sure. So I was the national president and CEO for four years, and I've been involved for over 12 years, I guess, 10 to 12. And National Association, or NAP, National Association of Asian American Professionals, uh, is the largest uh, professional group for, for Asian professionals in North America. And so that's, I mean, I was traveling all over the country helping build up chapters. Their, their national convention, I think, is this weekend. And uh, it's, it's just, it was a great experience. So what, you know, you're supporting people, a lot of Fortune 500 companies and government agencies, they have employee resource groups. And so we want to be able to have a pipeline for them so that they can become you know, managers, they can become directors, they can own their own companies. And so that's, you know, I, I believe that's something you know, anyone, anyone should have that opportunity. And unfortunately, a lot of Asian Americans are not overlooked for that because they aren't seen as leaders, you know, right? So, they, so a lot of that is, is working with those companies and agencies. Our, our major sponsors I used to work with were CIA, FBI, Secret Service, McDonald's, UPS, uh, Dell, uh, Raytheon, Northrop Grumman. And, you know, it's, it's exciting that, and, uh, you know, it's after all these years, and I think it's 30 plus years as well, it's, it's a really strong volunteer-led organization um, because people are so passionate about the commu- giving back and about professionalism and leadership development. And then the last one is the Philadelphia Asian American Film and Filmmakers. Yes, so for, for PATH, um, that's, you know, that's a board. I try to try and limit, like there's so many organizations that you can contribute to and get involved in. Uh, PATH is, uh, it's now what, 13 years, but I was one of the co-founders and we want, it's great because we have, we're, we're supporting Asian American and even Asian films. And we have a lot of Filipino films every year too. And so we bring directors, filmmakers, actors, and people really get, I, you know, get to experience, a, a, you know, I think, and watch the films at a different level. So it's, you know, it's one thing to go in, into a movie theater or to watch it at home, but to be able to talk with the directors and actors and to get their opinions, I think really gives an, an added layer and, and level to uh, how, how you understand the film. Um, so it, and it's, you know, and it's, it's been, uh, we've had people like uh, Cal Penn. Uh, we've had, I mean, we've had a lot of different really, you know, big celebrities that came. George Takei, we've had um, B.D. Wong, right? Um, you know, so it's it, that, I, 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 uh, and I've really enjoyed being involved with that organization. That's amazing. And um, the last question is that, um, where can our listeners, um, if they need to reach out to you, where can they uh, reach out to you? Sure. So I'm I'm on Facebook. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, you can search for me under Brad Baldia. Uh, you can search for me under Filipino Americans for Biden Eastern Region, and get involved. You know, right now, this is the you know for our community. We this is the rally call, the panahon na. Right now is our time. 
the Fili- there's 4.1 Filipino Americans. One, we're we're aiming to get one million Filipino Philams to to support Biden uh, Harris, and uh, you know every vote counts. So yeah, you know. I would love for people to contact me and to see how they can get involved, whether they're on the East Coast, Midwest, or or the West Coast. Um, you know, we I can I can help connect them with the campaign. Yeah, Brad, we want to thank you so much for your time today, and this has been very very informative, especially for the younger generation. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Uh, you know, I uh, I appreciate what you're doing in terms of uh, you know educating people and connecting and uh you know i really enjoyed talking with you today we'll talk to you soon thank you again take care